Good evening, everybody. My name is Stephen Paw, and I am your managing editor at CBR.com. And I'm Ben Kendrick, publisher of ScreenRant.com. He is, I am, and we are the first rule. We're here to read your comments, to make fun of you, making fun of us, knowing me, knowing you. Aha. Today we're going to talk about uh, WandaVision, because that is the word on the lips of most people in nerddom right now. Um, so we're going to get to that in a minute. There's going to be no. Well, no, they're going to be spoilers. Um, but first, we're going to talk about other things. Another word. Three words? I don't even know if it's just one word at this point because it's a hashtag. Snyder Cut. We're talking Snyder Cut. There's been some news development on the Snyder Cut. Ben, what's what's going on? What's happening? What's, what's up his sleeves now? The news is that Steve is still not excited for the Snyder Cut. <sighs> I wouldn't say that. Actually, that's not news. <laughs> that's old. No, that, I wouldn't the, say that. Uh, there's just too much, too much. Okay, well, here, let's go. Were you excited at the prospect of the Snyder Cut being released as a four-episode, like, mini-series of, like, hour-long episodes? That made it like, more... Did that, did that interest you, or were you kind of like, I'd rather just see it as a movie? Yeah, uh, no, I think that made it more palatable, I think. Because whatever he was going to do, I knew it was going to be a slog to get through. So I think breaking it up in that way, I think would have been okay. I think it would have been, like I said, more palatable, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we found out that that's, that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> Zack Snyder has confirmed that it will be released in what he quote says is one shot. So it's going to come out as a four hour movie as opposed to four one hour episodes. I want to get to what our, commenters had to say about it first and i I think you collected a few as well but uh this was a bit this was actually kind of a disappointment and i'll explain i'll explain why uh for me in a minute but um let's see so wandel replied and said a mini series would have been better but i'm guessing zs is confident that it will be a good film um, Durango Adams said a four hour long movie at home isn't bad. All you have to do is watch two hours, take a break and finish the other two. That's what we call an intermission kids. For those mm-hmm. of you that used to, uh, you know, go to movie theaters, but not if it's a boring or bad movie, then it will be torture. <laughs> there were also a lot of comparisons drawn to the Lord of the Rings. Donovan, uh, said y'all are a bunch of man babies. You obviously haven't sat through Lord of the Rings director's cuts. And, uh, Anthony May said people who is hating on Snyder clearly haven't seen the director's cut. A lot of director's cuts are far superior than the theatrical cut. Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings was like five hours plus director's cut, which was far superior than the theater releases. Hence, I know you haters hate blindly LMAO. I never met people who take their sweet time to talk about something they hate so much. <laughs> so um, I, do you have a, any comments you want to throw into the mix before I give my opinion on all this? Uh, yeah, sure. I could. I guess I could go over the ones that uh, I collected as well. Uh, yeah, we, we did a very similar piece just reporting the news uh, called Zack Snyder's Justice League is no longer a four-part release by Emily Zogby. Uh, first was Shane McDaniel, who said, so stoked to sleep through this. Mm, uh, did oh. not go the, the way you thought it was going to go. Jared Cervantes said, never thought I would want to impeach a movie. Like that one. That's a really good one. Okay. And well. the last one is Jason um, Hummerghausen, who just put a gif of Randy Marsh taking the biggest shit in the world. And he's like kind of twirling as he goes up. Uh, so that's how 
old Jace feels about that one. So look, it, it was it was kind of it ran the gamut of of what your commenters had on Screen Rant, but these were the kind of most vitriolic. Plus, it was a three you threw in where people were just crying. Yeah, these are the ones. These are all just all dunks. Like some of them were lay, some of them were layups. Some of them were like three pointers. These are just dunks, dunks, dunks. And I just thought they were really funny. Yeah. But for the most part, people are. Yeah. Like me on, on CBR, a little bit just like kind of done with it all, which it sounds like you were going in that direction too. So yeah, what I was going to say is I think that it is going to, my experience thus far with kind of these movie releases, especially on HBO Max with like Wonder Woman 1984 is like, when did when did that movie come out? When did that Christmas. movie come out, Steve? Christmas. People still talking about that movie? No. <laughs> Okay. All right. So that's what that's why I think it would have been better as a four part series. This is something that we used to talk about a lot on the Screen Rant Underground podcast and on uh, and on Total Geek All is that I was always a big proponent of weekly releases as opposed to Netflix dumps. And I think I have been to some degree proven right about this under certain circumstances, at least. We've obviously seen the buzz around the Mandalorian, WandaVision things like that um the boys the weekly experience of watching these shows like keeps them in the public conscious keeps people talking about them and keeps people kind of speculating and and unpacking them and and sort of enjoying the anticipation of what's to come whereas shows that are dropped all at once um i'm thinking of like umbrella academy like i love umbrella academy i think it's really great but really the conversation is about two weeks long and it's done like bridgerton massive thing people were talking about two weeks ago it's kind of already fading into the ether a bit and i think justice league we're gonna miss it being kind of the moment that maybe it was sort of building up to three and a half years people wanted this thing to come out it didn't look like it was going to come out you know on background we heard it kind of was and they were working out the deals it gets announced you know there's this idea of it going to movie theaters in a version and on hbo max in a version and then on, you know, and released as four episodes first. And now it's kind of like, it's just going to come out and we're going to see it. And for two weeks, people are going to be talking about whether or not it was better or worse. We're going to be writing theory articles or Easter egg articles. And then the whole thing's going to be kind of done. And then maybe we get the David Ayer cut or so. Like, that's the next thing that the fans will try and build up and get out. But like, that'll be equally, it'll be satisfying to get it because people want to see it and they want to know what it is. But that one's not anywhere near as different as this one's going to be. And so it's like, you know, I think people were kind of hoping this was building towards like momentum that would maybe get some of these characters in spinoff series or, you know, a, an actual sequel greenlit or Henry Cavill back as the Man of Steel in a sequel or something. And it's sounding kind of like we're going to get the movie. It's probably going to be incredibly divisive. The fans are going to love it because they're going to get something that they think is better than the version they got and is going to like redeem, you know, what they feel like was kind of taken away from them. And they're going to want more, but they're not going to probably get more <laughs> like and it's all going to be over after two weeks. I think that's kind of a bummer because I think I think that weekly release would have signaled that it was something really special. And what it's going to be is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Interestingly, I think that if he hadn't teased the idea of that being spread out, because I think you're right, yeah. like kind of almost as an antithetical response to the stuff that is being streamed, it wouldn't have registered. But now that that was 
presented to the audience and now is being taken away, it's worse. Do you think, now this is too much speculation probably, but do you think that that says anything about what he thinks of the final product at all? Because spreading it out allows for a longer time to glean information and, and absorb and digest it. I think it's I think it's also unfortunate because like a four hour movie is long. Mm-hmm. So like I am going to be a little bit less excited to sit down for four hours and watch this thing. You know, like I know my wife's going to be on her phone like she's not going to sit for four hours with full attention. Whereas if we were getting a week to week. So I, I think you're right. I think the idea that that was teased kind of signaled, oh, this is cool. Like this was a movie. Now it's this extended version and it's broken up into into four pieces like the fact that we're sort of backtracking on that, I think does. I, th- I think I'm in the same camp that it, it would have probably I wouldn't have probably gotten excited about that idea if that hadn't been presented to me. And now that it's just going to be a long movie, even if I love that movie, it's still like four hours is a long movie. I mean, you can look at the Lord of the Rings movies and say those were longer or something. But like I fell asleep during the director's cut of Return of the King and I never watched the Hobbit extended editions because like I I mean, they they are so long and I get that the longer versions aren't for I'm not a huge Lords of the Rings person. So like it's not for me, maybe, but a longer director's cut is not necessarily better. I'm I'm worried. I'm just worried what this potentially means. I mean, he he said one shot. So that's all he said. That's all he said was one shot in this response, um, which itself is is interesting because a lot of people on our uh, comments and just I, I saw on the Internet were saying, oh, that well, that's a comic book term. And it is a one shot is just a one and done issue. And that's it. It's like usually kind of oversized or whatever. And they're saying, oh, well, maybe Zack Snyder is using the vernacular of comic books. I'm like, no, no, he's not. Like, he's not saying that. He's just saying yeah. it's a movie um, he, instead of those things. He was also replying to a person that called one shot or episode. So it's it, like he didn't even define one shot. Like, it's exactly. like this person said one shot. And he said, it's this one of the two things you said. But it's weird but, that he would say that when, why would somebody ask that? And then secondly, why would he respond to something completely different in such a, cavalier quick manner that it was changes everything i get i guess to get ink on it i don't know it's weird yeah i I guess it's like i don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of speculating like he you know there's creative differences again or something and hbo max is is regretting you know like doing this i don't think there's any of that going on but i think maybe it does speak a little bit to how like how much of an event hbo max thinks it will be but it's it's weird, though, because it's I would have thought the four episode thing would have actually been better for them because they have like, you know, Godzilla versus Kong coming out that same month and like and some other releases coming pretty quickly through through the pipeline, too. And now you you have two big movies competing as opposed to like you have this kind of cool miniseries movie and a full blown, you know, like kong sequel that everybody's gonna be watching on their televisions which i think is just so weird but it's easy for everybody to get all kind of conspiracy with snyder cut stuff because it was this sort of underground kind of movement and and there's been so much back and forth about what was really happening so i don't want to betray like the fact that screen rant tends to be optimistic about these movies but i i it 
yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit weird to me because I thought they were going to be there's going to be a lot more fanfare around this. And maybe they will be. Maybe there'll be a lot of trailers and stuff leading up to it. And HBO Max will really push it. But right now it feels a bit like just get it out there. Um, yeah. Um, Handsome Greg, our producer, asked, is it possible it's still a four part thing just being released all at once? So I guess it's still it's cut possible. into chunks and put out. It could be for like, yeah. I, I don't know. He, he didn't really define that. It. it might be um but i guess the way you consume it might also be the same i also was interested in how he was going to chop it up um and we talked about that previously on this show as well so maybe he will maybe that would be a, an interesting way to do that where you're getting it all at once maybe that's why he didn't decide to do that too i mean maybe they started to say okay well where would you break it up maybe he didn't like that maybe there weren't natural places to break it up but yeah yeah, it's true. Um, I hope, to your point earlier, um, and then we can move on to the next thing, but to your point, I hope it's not anything. I really, really hope it's not some kind of intrusion by the studio. It's some kind of HBO Max leaning on him or his vision because I don't want to go through this again. I don't want to have a Zack Snyder cut, <laughs> Snyder cut. Like, we don't need this. Like, just give us the thing yeah. that he wants to do, that he wants us to see, that everybody's horny as shit for, and then let's just watch it and move on with our lives. Like, I'm going to watch the dog crap out of this thing, for sure. But I don't want to go back to it. Like, I want this, yeah. as you said, to be the cap in, in his, or the feather in his cap, uh, as, an, as an end to his story which I think is completely fine. I hadn't, I hadn't even considered the possibility that they're like meddling oh. and we have to have the like the Snyder cut of Zack Snyder's cut or something like that he releases on Vimo or something like that because like <laughs> it's the Snyder cut Snyder cut uh, I'm not I'm not here for that shit just yeah. move along everybody move along let's watch this. I I am excited to see it though. I am very uh I think I'm going to like it a lot more. I think it is going to feel like a saddest, more satisfying ending for me. I think it's going to leave a lot of these people wanting a sequel that they probably are not going to get. But like, so I, I am optimistic. It's just, this was, yeah, I don't know. This let the air out of my tires a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to a four hour long music video. That's going to be really, really cool. Um, do you want to, do you want to socially distance, get together when this comes out and like, Maybe we should do a live first rule where we we kind of watch this together. <laughs> four hours? Along. Can you four. imagine like a podcast of us? Like we're sitting there for four hours, and then Greg has to edit four hours of us. <laughs> He's just writing. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Um, you're hired. Okay, Greg. you want to have Wandavision? I I'll sure just, do. Yeah, let's right over you. Let's let's cleanse our palates on something that is surprisingly short, and I've noticed a lot of people are commenting on that too. Like the way that these episodes. Uh, for one division, so far there are two of them uh, out to the public, are are split up or cut up, are very short and a lot shorter than a lot of people imagined. And for me as well, I don't know if you had the same kind of reaction to it, but like half an hour, under a half an yep. hour, uh, pretty surprising. But and like ten minutes of them are credits. Like yeah, like yeah. I think the first one's like thirty-seven minutes, and the second one's like thirty minutes, and like the credits are long. They're long credits. <laughs> They're and very long. They are also what yeah. I would say as pregnant. Uh, credits because there's a lot going on in those credits as well um but that yeah. all notwithstanding what we are going to talk about uh is a lot of the things that makes this show so dense despite how short it might be um we have been breaking down a bunch of different easter eggs uh screen rant has been too uh everybody in the internet has been picking this thing clean because 
there seem to be everything in every single corner that you look in. Uh, just a few of them that we've covered so far, and I think you guys have too. Um, there have been cameos from Grim Reaper, from Bova, the maternal cow creature, from Wonder Man, uh, a cameo not only in like a Wonder Oats thing, but also in that featurette that Kevin Feige uh, put out with Marvel. Uh, the Strucker Watch stuff that came in, um, which points to 242, uh, the time, which is also Avengers 242, which is the return of Vision and might introduce the Beyonder, who might be the me- next big bad of the MCU and stuff. So that's how like finally people are picking this apart. But also, like whether that's true or not, or that was just a mistake, um, Disney is dropping these things in there. So there's like there's a scene in the second um, episode where it's like cartoon is very Dick Van Dyke kind of bewitched opening. And they're drinking at a water cooler. He's drinking at a water cooler. Vision is in his human form with a coworker. And on the very edge of that thing, it says A-57, which is Avengers number 57, which is the first appearance of Vision. So all of these tiny things, uh, the address is 2800, which is technically the MCU address in the Marvel multiverse, which um, Tom King and Mike Del Mundo uh, did a, a fantastic uh, series called Vision. Uh, and that's kind of a little bit what this is based on, amongst other things. And they had their address as 616, which is, of course, the main Marvel multiverse uh, or universe address. Um, and then what is going to lead into what I'm going to talk about properly is Catherine Hahn's character. There's a lot of mystery going around her character right now, who she could be. A lot of people are saying she could be Agatha Harkness and and who is a mentor, of course, and a very powerful witch in the uh, Marvel Universe. But also we think maybe she could be Mephisto because she says stuff like the devil's in the details or someone says the devil's in the details and she kind of leans over and she goes, and that's not the only place he is. She's fantastic in this show. Uh, But there are like mentions of big red bubble gum and like all these other kind of weird nods that we think might be Mephisto, which would be another big bad and has a lot of ties to both Wanda and her children. Uh, I don't know if there's any one of those or anything else that you noticed in the show before I get to talking about another villain that might have been teased uh, that really kind of lit your fire a little bit, Ben. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, everybody's really queuing on like the sword logo on the back of the beekeeper and and, you know, that being this organization that a lot of comic fans are familiar with. But we also know, um, you know, is going to be heavily represented in the show. So like. I'm curious, like how this all sort of fits together. You know, there's a lot of, is it going to be Chris Evans? Is it going to be, you know, like Benedict Cumberbatch? Like, is it going to be somebody significant, like a major character that people are aware of? I'm, I'm leaning a bit more on the idea that whoever that is, is someone that she knows and is like tethered more to sword in the outside world. Who's kind of like, you know, clawing their way sort of into this, fantasy world theoretically that she's like either trapped in or built for herself and that we will get some context as to who that person is and why she wants to keep them out but i don't think it's going to be like an avenger type character and i i'd be i'm a little bit kind of reticent to even think that like it's going to be a massive reveal of who that that i mean it'll be a reveal of who it is but i don't know if it's going to be like a blow your doors off type thing even if Mephisto or some of these other swarm these characters exist in the show in some capacity I almost feel like they're hiding as neighbors or something like that more than they would be the actual beekeeper but 
Well, th- and that's what we're going to talk about. So this this beekeeper thing is is what's really a, a, on a lot of people's minds. It's a, it's a weird. It's like one of those Lynch or Lost characters yeah, sure. that just shows up, and you're like, "What is this?" So we uh, put out an article called "WandaVision May Have Featured the MCU Debut of Marvel's Weirdest Nazi Supervillain." The reason we wrote that is because, as you mentioned, there is a character called Swarm who has one of my favorite fucking marvel designs of all time okay he is a swarm of bees his real name is fritz von meyer and he's a top adolf hitler scientist who transfers his consciousness into a swarm of bees because sure and on top of that he puts this flowing yet tattered purple cloak and wears uh long white gloves and says stuff like death at the command of swarm it's the stupidest thing and the greatest thing. And I'm so goddamn here for it. Like, and I love how, if you see pictures of swarm, he actually like makes musculature of the bees. So you can see that he's got like boobies. Oh. <laughs> there it is. Uh, but we, we proposed this idea. I mean, speaking of sword, people were kind of like, okay, well he's a Nazi. He's not going to be a sword, which is typically a heroic or, I guess, lawful evil, if you're going to put them on the spectrum type of organization, a bit yeah. like S.H.I.E.L.D., of course. Like it's, like antagon- it's sort of like antagonistic or whatever. Right? I mean, it kind of depends. Like they're I mean, like antagonistic in some cases. Like- yeah, in the way that S.H.I.E.L.D. is too, because they have an over- overarching authority on things. Um, yeah. They are they kind of do toe the line between good and evil, but are mostly a bureaucratic government-run organization. Uh but yeah. we're going to get to that in a second. I want to get to uh, what our commenter said about it being Swarm, this beekeeper who is just basically just that, just rises up out of the ground in a beekeeper outfit, has a sword logo on the back, but is surrounded by bees, turns around at the end of episode two and looks at uh, Wanda and Vision, who are like, what's going on out here? Um, and she just says no. And then basically wipes that whole moment out of existence and they revert back to uh, before they had left their house. Here's what people said about that. I'm just going to blast through these as I usually do. Uh, So Liam McCoskey Lopez says swarm would be cool. I agree with you, Liam. Uh, Adriel Dalla or Daya Vecchia says it's not swarm. Okay. I don't know how you know that, Adriel. Casey Bentley says swarm was the first thing that crossed my mind. But seconds later, I thought, nah, no way they would do that. Jeremy Bill says, nope, just simple little nope, not even a period. I love it. Uh, Graham Aiken uses, and I don't know if you guys get this a lot, but we sure do, possibly because we do this a lot. Um, a, a very popular gif. He says, I do like this whole, we've only seen so many episodes. Let's over extrapolate our theories. And it's a gif of Bob's Burgers where he's reaching for the straws and he's saying, I am literally grasping at yeah. straws. So, yeah. yeah, I guess we are doing that. It's called speculation. It's fun. Water cooler chat there. That's one of the things that I do not understand is why, why like a page like Screen Rant or CBR, I guess you want comic news and you want, you know, superhero news, but you don't want the speculation, which I just find that super weird because I think the speculation and it ties to my point about the Snyder Cut thing. The speculation is what is fun about this stuff because the movies come out and they're done. Like event in a couple of weeks, we're going to find out who the beekeeper is. Probably not going to be as big of a deal as we're building it up to be, but it was sure fun speculating as far as I'm concerned. I completely agree. I don't understand what this whole thing is either. Um, and it, it's it's true. I mean, this is CBR was built on uh, the idea of talking about 
uh, Kingdom Come, which is a, a very particular comic book yeah. and people just having chats about that, right? Like, and, uh, you know, 25 yeah. years later, here we are, and we're talking about this kind of thing too. I don't, I really don't understand why people don't enjoy that either. It's not like, you know, maybe we are grasping at straws, but these are also well-informed. Like, th- this is a, a Nazi scientist. We saw Hydra in this show already. Um some people are saying that, and I'll get to this in a minute, that Swarm doesn't have a direct connection with Wanda or anything else, but also has, like, he started off as a champion's villain, for God's sake, some of uh, the the members of which were ex-Avengers. So people are like, oh, he's a Spider-Man villain. He's not a Spider-Man villain. Um, so, you know, all of these things. He recently appeared in an Ant-Man comic. He's a Marvel villain. It's it's completely uh, within the realm of possibility. Yeah. I agree with you. I don't understand it either. It's fun to talk about this stuff. And by and large, the people who consume this kind of content just don't mention it. But the commenters are here for it and we are here for you. Um, Thomas Glidwell says yeah. to that uh, point, S.W.O.R.D. isn't an evil organization, though, kind of what we were talking about before. They are good guys who guard Earth against extraterrestrial threats. They are the space version of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, again, I mentioned. Um, however, Daniel Joral Pop makes a good point. Uh, he says, and Hydra was regularly infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. and its sibling organizations like S.W.O.R.D. And then Thomas goes, eh, that's a fair point. Um, so, yeah, like S.W.O.R.D. might be ideally like a very good thing, but th- we have we have seen evidence of the fact that these kinds of organizations have been inf- infiltrated before and they can be used for nefarious ends. So, um this is one I really want to really want to get to. If it's sorry, Hydra has like a direct connection to the twins too. Yes, I mean to like Wadra, like they they you know I mean Strucker was very Hydra, right? So like it makes sense to me that Hydra could come back in some form on this show, even though it's not Hydra like through Sword or something like that. Exactly, and like so we I've got some uh, what I call B plus theories. If you see what I did, did there. Um, and that kind of ties into this. Uh, Pierre Peter Clary said this, and a couple of other people mentioned it. The military use bees to detect bombs in real life. So that could be what's happening here. Now, let's not forget, too, and we're going to go down a speculation hole real quickly, that her parents were killed by Stark bombs. So uh, a few people have mentioned, oh, she's in seeing these commercials and in seeing these things pop up these um, moments in her life are manifesting themselves in her powers, which are to rewrite reality. So she is saying, I don't want to engage with that. I want to be in my happy little life back here. So it could be something with that. Maybe she has this, like maybe she was caught under this wreckage and she saw bees because who knows, they use them uh, to to find bombs or something like that. I think that's kind of interesting. Another uh, one like this is Sean Jacobs, who said uh, a bunch, but I want to focus on this. And I like this. This is so weird that I like it. Um, The beekeeper, in my theory, is using the bees because the vibration of their wings give off a different frequency. So he shrouds himself in that frequency. So he isn't changed by Wanda's reality. I think the radio tuning into a sword broadcast backs this up because it could have altered the frequency waves around it, which allowed Dottie to come to herself for a second before Wanda destroyed it. So the frequency went back to normal and Dottie too. That's just my theory though. It's a weird one. I have to be honest, Sean, it's super, super weird, but yeah, I'm I like kind of into it. Like, like he was wearing, he was using, and it could be swarm yeah. that way. Like, or it could be swarm who's, who, who used them to find bombs, like as a shield against her, but it didn't really work in the end. Uh, still love that. I st- I love that idea, Sean. Um, a couple of puns for everybody. Joseph Cote says they can't be 
Sirius, uh, Dawson Asher says a real B list villain, if I do say so, which is pretty great. Um, and then you get people like Leonard Frett, who says the show sucks so far. <laughs> and got 11 positive likes on that one. I'm not really sure why. Uh, and then Richard Ramshaw, who says, so you edgelords are going to quit the series and pay to watch Fantasia on Disney+. Plus." So anybody who's like, why don't you just go quit and watch Fantasia? It's a good movie, too. Um, and probably just as weird. Yeah. I don't know. Do, do any of these kind of ring your ding in terms of, of what the swarm thing could be? I think I think it's I I like the idea of someone being surrounded by bees in order to like infiltrate this fictional you know reality that she's she's like creating. Um, I I think like for me it's going to be very interesting to see like what this reality is. I I love 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 the idea that in her grief or something she has like withdrawn from the world and remade the world, you know, or, or is somewhere where she's like living in this alternate reality and they like need her or, you know, her being in this alternate reality is dangerous because she's going to explode or something like that. I like that. So I like the idea of, of people trying to kind of like infiltrate that and, and the idea of like the science that would be necessary to infiltrate, you know, someone, <laughs> a godlike being like you know scarlet witch who could remake reality and stuff um i had comments i had bernie sykes who said i believe it will eventually become swarm um it's funny because like there's so many different theories because it's such a blank slate like the only thing we see is the bees the person turning around we know who plays the person in the suit but the person who in the suit is like who plays that person is like of no one of consequence really um and not expected to actually be the character. But I also have Louise said it's clearly aim because there were hexagons everywhere. And uh, my comment of the week, though, was John Smith said it's pain from Metal Gear Solid 3, which is a deep cut. And I appreciated it. But I think out of all the theories, Swarm is like, I feel a bit like for me personally, kind of lame for this show. Like I want it to be something that builds to something a bit bigger than than Swarm. Or I want it to be like almost nothing and there to be a lot of these different things. Kind of like you're saying, if it's bees detect bombs and, you know, she saw bees after the bomb went off or something. And so this is a manifestation of a horrible memory or something Mm -hmm. of hers, you know. I like the infiltration with bee camouflage, basically. I like so that. so weird, Sean. It's so weird, but I love it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of people in ours, I just kind of skipped over them, actually, but we're saying aim. Um, but that's, too to me, too easy. Yeah. I mean, they look like beekeepers, right? Like, that's their, their whole thing, is that they wear yeah. these gigantic uh, yellow suits, hazmat suits. But this is definitely a beekeeper outfit. This was not like a hazmat suit, but which could have been changed. Um, yeah. I also saw that uh, to yeah. that Mephisto point that we saw before. I mean, this person does come up from the ground and is surrounded by insects. I don't know if we actually see bees. Could be the Lord of the Flies. Could be Beelzebub, i.e. Mephisto coming from the depths to try something. Um, so that could be also super interesting. But we will see in the fullness of time. Um, I do think, Graham, you're wrong. I think this is super fun to talk about. And I will talk about this shit till the day I die. Um, and I'm, I'm quite happy to do so. Yeah. Uh, as I said, Marvel's dropping a lot of these things. I'm sure we're going to see a lot more in the, the third episode, which is coming out um, soon. And then all the subsequent ones up till episode nine, I think it goes to. So we're going to get a lot yep. of density in those things. Uh, 
that's it for for this week. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in once again to check us out. Um, if you would like to hear more from us, you can go to bit.ly slash, or backslash the first rule pod or first rule pod. That's a one word. Uh, go to Twitter at first rule cast. Go to Instagram at the first rule podcast and Gmail at the first rule at CBR.com. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Empire or at CBR or just go to CBR.com. Ben, where can people find you and yours? You can find me at Ben Kendrick on Twitter. You can follow at Screen Rant. Just remember, it's better than CBR. Mm, that's the tagline. That's a tag. It's so it's such lies, it's such clickbait, clickbait and lies, my friends. Um, but mm-hmm. what is not clickbait is us walking you through all of your comments every single goddamn week. We love doing it. I uh, can't wait to see you next time uh, when maybe we're gonna do that. Um, the Zack Snyder cut. Who knows? Who knows or dares to dream? Um, but <laughs> I kind of feel like we should do something. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what yet, but we'll cook something up. Be be warned, everyone. Be warned. Be warned. Uh, we're going to cook something real nice up for you. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody, and we will see you next time.